The issues discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency. Any characters discussed on this show may be fictional for comedic value unless you're a shitbag Steve. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised. I want you to stop gathering information from outside yourself and start gathering it from the inside. He made a mistake. And he paid for his mistake with a lot of pain, a lot of tears. And there came to a point where he knew he should have gotten a divorce. But he was stuck. He was stuck in something called revenge. He said, she's made me so miserable, I'm going to pay her back. He was stuck. And he stayed in there longer than he should have because it began to attack him. It began to affect him psychologically. He took that same attitude to other relationships, looking for something to go wrong. He was burned so badly, he did not want to risk pain again. He was going in relationships trying to avoid pain. When it became too close, he would do something to make sure the relationship did not work. He would always try and find something wrong with the person because they're no perfect people. So if you look for it, you can find it. He was stuck in revenge. Is it difficult? Sure. Isn't anything that's worthy of character building? Sometimes I have to forgive the same people over and over and over again. However, forgiveness is a practice worth cultivating, worth experiencing. When you forgive somebody for something that you perceive that they've done wrong to you, you are releasing that animosity, that energy, that ill will that you're harboring inside. And it's a lot more difficult than just merely saying, I'm sorry. I once heard somebody say that I never met a critic that's doing better than me. I never met a hater that's doing better than me, and that, that's the truth. I love my haters, I love my critics. You know, it would be amazing, it would be amazing if motivation only came from positive places. And you know, a lot of people say that, a lot of people speak on that, but I don't, I don't think that's true, and I strongly disagree. Truth is, I don't think people understood what it was I was doing at Schaefer. I wasn't there to conduct. Any fucking moron can wave his arms and keep people in tempo. I was there to push people beyond what's expected of them. I believe that is an absolute necessity. I think you become more motivated when you're able to transform it and turn it into a positive. But sometimes our best motivation, sometimes I'm my most motivated by my critics, by people who are negative, by people told me who told me I'm too young, from people who told me I can't do it, I'm not cut out for it. That drives me. Find out the reasons that will make you strong, that will make you walk by faith and not by sight that will make you pursue your dream and everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for or people that stand to benefit the most or people who should be the number one members in the encouragement club but they end up saying you can't do it and they become members of the discouragement club. Oh, it, it hurts very badly. I know what that's like. Have people that you love close to you and look at you with that look and say, why don't you try something else? Why don't you give up? I say, but this is my life. I have got to do this. Everyone tells you what to do and what's good for you. They don't want you to find your own answers. They want you to believe theirs. 
listening to the podcast that changed the game and rocked an entire profession. And rocked an entire profession. Talking about shit in law enforcement that keeps poor leaders up at night. When others run scared and hide behind fake policies, the Roll Call Room podcast tells it like it is. No bullshit. No matter how hard these thieves try, we keep killing it. And now, here are your hosts, Nick and Mike. Mike? Yes? Yes? No, I'm not running. I'm not running for the hills. For the Roll Ball Room Podcast, folks, we are back. It's so good to have you back. I can stop answering emails, and we can finally put this police report to, to end, that you're not, um, we don't have to declare you legally dead. You are alive. Uh, you have been living it up. Uh, you've been retired for how long now, buddy? A year and change. Yeah, buddy. Holy shit. How is retired life like uh, oh god i mean is it it's good? horrible it's horrible it's horrible uh, unbelievable no. I, I wake up at 12 one o'clock in the afternoon no, hold, hold on before you do that so just full transparency for some folks like to organize an episode with you has to correlate between your sleeping schedule sports schedule with your kids drinking schedule and not in excess where Please don't start sending emails and shit. No, 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 no. Doesn't have a problem. So, no, it's always five o'clock somewhere. Right. And as as we record this, you are drinking out of probably one of the largest solo cups I've I've ever seen. Uh, it's definitely not. Well, it is noon ish here. Um, I just woke up, man. Yeah, that was the other thing. I had to I had to text you at eleven to make sure that you were up. I felt like a, I felt like a parent. Like I was like, "Hey, are you up?" And you were like, oh. and I was like, oh. "I didn't go to school." Yeah. So, um, damn, no, I, feel- I was up. I was showered. I was ready to go, and then my computer took a crap. Well, and you and I were laughing before we hit record on this. Was that it had been so long since we've done an episode of roll call room that like half of the passwords that I have for the stuff that we <laughs> expired. expired. I don't yeah, remember. Like every- I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't remember which program we use. And then we used to use one program, like when we're doing this video yeah, thing like- and that place, that, that site sucks now. And um, so we, we tried something different. Uh, so this is a preview. So hopefully everybody likes it. Uh, a lot, man, a lot has transpired between, or, excuse me, our last episode um, and now, man. Like, so retired life is treating you good? Yeah, retired life is uh, is good, man. Just just on another note, um, uh, Justin Gutierrez hit us up on uh, Facebook like, yo, when you get another episode. <laughs> So, so I, I text, I hit him up back. Yes, last night. So I kind of felt uh, that I needed to get on today. So yeah, yeah, and 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 it's been, I I I feel like I've cheated the fans too because I've I've probably put on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter a million times. New episode coming out soon. New episode coming out, and then it turns out that there there is no episode. <laughs> you blame it all on me. Between like you said, sports, motorcycles, and everything else in between, you can blame it on me. Motorcycle accidents, um, you know, uh, has 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 that going, man? No, no new motorcycle accidents. I hope. No, no, I can't can't uh, talk about the incident. It's in uh, legal matters right now. It's in legal matters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I, uh, nah, well, you know how fast you're going? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't I don't envy that, my friend. Uh, no, it's all good. All good. Yeah, I don't remember all that, hearing all any of that. But hey, whatever. I'm still yeah, here. Yeah, whatever gets paid. So um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, retirement life is pretty good. Uh, just chilling and think it was enjoying. Good? Um, no, not really. You know, everybody's like, "Oh my god, you got to get another job." Oh my god, you have to. 
Well, that's typically what winds up happening, though. Like most of the people, when they retire, they don't really fully retire in law enforcement because they didn't. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? My numbers, my numbers were good, and you know, twenty years. How how much? You know, how much? How many more pennies am I going to try to chase after? Well, and it's interesting. I saw an article yesterday. Just so happened that this article came out yesterday, and it was about your uh, your great place that you used to work. And the title of the uh, article is Bleeding Blue, Cops Flee, NYPD, and big, Biggest Exodus Since 9-11. Um, three, I think they've been saying that for years oh, wow. now. Well, yeah. these are the stats. Uh, 3,701 retired or resigned just in 2022. It's just to put into context. I mean, that's a pretty large department. So is that that's kind of that's kind of large, right? Yeah, you know, it, it is. But you know what? Like all these tests are coming out. All these departments are looking and they're pulling people and all the incentives are so much better, you know? Yeah, but what's the caliber? Like what's the caliber of the next generation of law enforcement? Like what do we think the next caliber I, is going to be? I don't know. I don't well, and then know. the other problem is, is that when the new ones join, who's there to train them? That's, that's. Baby well, I mean, babies. The, no, the, the public. The public's there to train them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know? The real legal experts. The, the, exactly. The legal experts are there. Exactly. I'll never forget one of my last jobs that I that I went on. Um, You know, this guy was beating the shit out of the cops. And the cop, after the fact, I was like, yo, what are you doing? It's like, I don't want to get in trouble. There's too much yeah. uh, video. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. That's everywhere, though, man. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're indicting cops that that are on body cam video doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, because that's the new way of, of doing stuff is, is indict, yeah. let a grand jury sort it out. Uh, and if the grand jury indicts, have a trial and, and allow 12 people that have no clue about, you know, police procedure and, and, and stuff like that. Let them Monday morning quarterback. And um, that's what it's going to be. And it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I think um, just talking to other people, being on other podcasts is like a guest on their show. Uh, there's there's folks that are still Thanks on. Thanks for the invite. You're welcome, buddy. You wouldn't have come anyway. So I know. I, know. I, I would have been sleeping. <laughs> Half of these podcasts happen when you're like way, way asleep. Way asleep. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so – uh, just to just to do some uh, some housekeeping, so Logan will still be on the show. We'll get a, a threesome going on soon with you. Me, he's still him. lifting weights. So he's fucking cranking, man. He's uh, he's also uh, uh, started a fitness uh, a fitness company. So I'm, I'm super proud of him. Um, I wish I had that uh, that drive and that stamina to do it. I'm just too busy. Um, but uh, I was thinking about doing a. Uh a fitness company. Really? Uh, yeah. Fitness dick in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you should have saved that for when he comes on the show. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'd love to have heard his rant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. But hey, quick, talk about the caliber of cadets or probationary police officers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you see the post? It was in early December. Two rookie NYPD cops were suspended after they were having sex in the bathroom. What? At the academy. Did, you didn't hear about that? No. Yeah. You're they not was, allowed to do that? I don't think so. I don't, what do I don't you know. Say, like, what do you say when you're caught doing that? Like, my bad. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't read that we weren't allowed to do that. It's just like, it's just like every other perp when you catch somebody. It's not my pants. Yeah, you I know, not my dick, not my dick. But do you think that recruitment is so bad that all they did was say to them, "Hey, listen, just don't do that shit here, please." And then we had, we had um, <laughs> going to the the academy. We had like demerit cards. Right? Oh. So you, give me two, give me two cards, <laughs> and we had to go to room five twenty three to go see like the the integrity officer and get yeah. yelled at. I remember I got one pulled because we were we were at uh. First day, first motherfucking day, 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago, first motherfucking day. They're like, all right, go take a break. So I had to go take a piss. You I'm online. Yourself up, back up. What? Did you forget to zip yourself back up? No, I, I oh. fucking, they're like, all right, everybody back to their seats. I'm like, 
I'm pissing. Like, what the fuck? So I got um, in trouble. Yeah, I got in trouble because I took too long pissing. If I'll tell you, if I, if there were demerits in my academy, I would have probably been kicked out. Because like, <laughs> the same way I am on the show and in our life together is was the same way that I was at the academy. I was just yeah. a jokester. Um, I mean, when I had to take stuff seriously, I took stuff seriously. But um, for the most part, it was you know, pranking and joking. And then at the end of the Academy, we were allowed to do impressions of our, uh, I think everybody does that. Do they? Yeah. NYPD did that too. Oh dude. I, I did an impression of all the Academy instructors and one Academy instructor. Uh, he always had like a little piece of spit on the end of his <laughs> lip. And I probably took the impression too far because what I did was I had sucked on a Tic Tac for yeah. like, the whole entire impersonation until I got to his and I stuck the tic-tac <laughs> on my lips so you could clearly see it. And he was visibly pissed. Oh, visibly oh. angry. Ass hurt. No sense of humor. Well, he was a shitty fucking... Like, the reason why he was at the Academy was not because he was like number one at arrests and investigations. It was like, no. where do we put this fucking piece of shit? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I don't know how your academy was, but the majority of our our instructors for Northern Virginia area, uh, at least when I went through the academy, the majority of them were put there to hide them, to kind of get them out of the chief's hair. No, majority of uh, you know the instructors now have like fucking like two years on the job, way too much oh. time. God, man. But no, I had I had some I had some good instructors in the academy. I had some asshole instructors in the academy. Yeah. Good story about how fucking stupid the fucking academy is. During 9-11, you know, we're working hand in hand with the instructors because obviously they were our immediate supervisors. So we're on the pile and you know, we're we're checking houses and we're doing everything. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, driving them home. We actually went to a strip club with them. You know, Ooh. yeah, like and, and you know, cool, and everything is good. You know, this is what police police department is, the brotherhood, and blah blah blah. Fucking first day back to the academy after nine eleven, these motherfuckers were like, "You ain't fucking shit. <laughs> you think you're fucking? You think you're a cop? You ain't shit. You're not. You're worthless. You're. That's what you You're. You're just as like the shit on my shoes. And I'm sitting there going, motherfucker. This motherfucker. I had a beer with this motherfucker two days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, like, we were breaking policy two days ago. To, yeah, now, I'm like that, now that, you're high on high and mighty. But yeah. I think I think maybe some of the I don't like to use the word bully because because I think there is a place and a time to set folks straight that have a big ego, and that happens a lot. Like you get a lot of folks that come into the academy as oh, I got oh yeah absolutely huge huge egos. They think that just because they passed the test and they got the call and now they're at the academy that their shit doesn't stink. And typically mm-hmm. it's the bullies that were in high school or now. Well, sometimes like, sometimes they take the job just for that reason. I know oh, a guy, oh, yeah. summons guy, he would fucking write every good-looking female. Why? A ticket. Because, and his reasoning was because they didn't want to go out with me in high school. Oh, see. You know, and then, and then you get all these guys. They... You know, I know somebody fucking took the job because he was a little fucking little jerk off as a kid. Yeah. You know, he was pampered by mommy and daddy. Well, mommy, because daddy left and left with the secretary. Yeah. And um, fucking hotter. You know, he took the job and likes to take it in places mommy doesn't like to take it. Oh, yeah. And no, mommy actually gives it to him, too. Come here, honey. Let me see your cock and balls. Uh, Um, Adam Sandler reference is a great fucking great skit. And yeah, um audience is too young to know. <laughs> yeah. So he just he took the job just to be a dick and now he's fucking he thinks he knows who the fuck he is and and you know, but he ain't shit. He was never a cop. He was involved in a couple of things and he's a fucking pussy. Well, and we had that we had that too and in my academy class we had quite a few people that came on because in my in your academy it was strictly New York City. That was your academy. It was all of New York City. In my academy, it was deprived. It was it was comprised of eighteen different agencies in one academy. 
Right. Which because is, you get your certificate is like all of like Northern Virginia. Correct. Correct. Okay. But it's fucking bonkers because basically the academy is only teaching you the bare basics of Virginia law. Then you come out of the academy and you have to now learn your city or your county in Virginia's laws and policy. No, that's after that's after you graduate. That's after you graduate, you go to field training for six months. And how how old is your field training officer? How many years in the job are your field training officer have? When when I went through when I went through my first academy instructor, which was a real fucking pain in the ass. This guy gave me a nonstop fucking headache. I think he only had four years on the job. And he thought he was God's greatest gift to the world. Like, Mm -hmm. I would have to hear nonstop about how fucking great he is, how many arrests that he's made, and all this other bullshit. And then you pull up his stats and, like, the database, and they were all, like, drunk. All wrong. Yeah, yeah, bullshit. They were all all bullshit. And his answer to it was, well, I'm potentially saving somebody from getting robbed. Well, the time that it's taken you to deal with a dip, a drunken public, it, you can be doing 50 other different things like doing a traffic stop, getting into drugs, getting guns off the street. But he he was terrible. Like he was the worst instructor, right? My second one, my second one had, I want to say like 10 or 11 years on the job and he was a Marine. And this guy was hard fucking core like i he actually scared me to the point i think i think i had called you a couple of times because i really didn't think i was going to make it off of field training because of him he had he would yell at me constantly i mean like oh was this the guy i told you just play the game yes yeah 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 (laughs) i think you shit yourself a couple times when you talk to me i think i called you after he kicked me out of the car and he made me walk to the next call because uh for you young people out there we had these we had these things that you had had to unfold and look at for you to get from point a to point b and i had just moved from new york city to virginia so i have no fucking clue about virginia and new york is simple it's first street second street third street fourth street so on and so forth in in Virginia, everything, every street and avenue has a name to it. So it has no fucking rhyme or reason. So I was always getting lost. Like, my geography was terrible, bro. One night, he just got tired of it. And he was like, we were on our way to a call, Mike. And he's like, pull over here. And I'm like, we got to get to this fucking call. And he's like, pull over. And I'm, I'm like, I'm going to fucking get it. And he goes, get out of the car. He gets out of the car. He goes to the driver's side. And uh, go to get in the passenger side, and he fucking locks the door. And he rolls down the window, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And he's just like, a crack, just a I'll, crack. Yeah, I'll see, <laughs> you the, I'll see you at the fucking call. And I go, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And he made me fucking walk, man. It took me like almost a half an hour to get to the fucking call. <laughs> and you're, you're walking every step. You're like, "This." I was fucking fuck angry. I was fucking hot. And then. This is how much psychological warfare he would do is when I got to the to the scene after like all of that time, he was like, he goes, all right, let's uh, let's go get a cup of coffee. Like nothing mm-hmm. fucking happened. And we get in the car and I'm in the fucking passenger seat, fuming, freezing my balls off. And he would like look over at me and he'd go, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's what's wrong, pumpkin? Dude, I was so fucking I was so fucking angry. But you know, it taught me humility. It taught me uh, that if I could put up with that in the car, somebody getting in my face and screaming at me and calling me different names and all this other stuff, I could deal with it. Um, now the second time around when I did field training, like when I went back to after I quit my department and then they <laughs> and then I came back. And I had already been with the department for like 15 plus years. They were like, uh, well, because you were a sergeant for almost eight years, you got to go through field training again, a modified yeah. field training. Yeah, I remember that. I remember. And then uh, I think my response was like, are you fucking kidding me? Dude, everybody's response was like, are you fucking kidding me? Did you, have like, a fe- you had a female. A female. Two years on the job. And her, and her yeah. boyfriend. Here's the best part. Her boyfriend uh, or fiance, whatever the fuck he was at the time. Um I had field trained him, and not only had I field trained him, but I had recommended for him not to continue 
working for the department because he was that <laughs> he was that bad. And this is how fucked up my old agency is. He is now a sergeant. Mm. He he just recently got promoted, and his issue was is he was the he was the one he was the type of recruit, and even as an officer, no confrontation skills, um, very timid. Um, that he definitely wouldn't jump in a stack. Like if you were in a fight, that guy would not jump in. Like he would be off to the side. He'd be the one holding the radio upside down, pretending yeah. to call for for help. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so 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 back to back to back to her. So my options were her. They gave me an option, so it was either her. Well, that's or good. I mean, at least you get an option. Dude, they both had less than three years. Dipshit one or dipshit two. And not, not only that, like she had no fucking clue what she was doing. Half yeah. of her information was wrong. Her case law was wrong. Like I would constantly butt heads with her. And then I would see her in the passenger seat texting her fiance. <gasps> I'm the field training officer. This guy thinks he fucking knows it all. What's funny is, is like we would do like a traffic stop, right? And I would smell the odor of marijuana, so I'd pull everybody out of the car, and I'd start searching. I'd start searching the car, the legal way of searching the car in the areas that I can search without a search warrant. And we'd get in the car, and she would go, just so you know, you can't just search a car like that. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, you just can't search a car because you think you smell marijuana. I go, do you even know what case law is? Um. Officer, I think they ran over a skunk. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of skunks around here. He just violated his rights. And I was like, this is the three Supreme Court cases that you should really brush up on. And I would see her in the passenger seat, like texting her her fiance or boyfriend. And then five five minutes later, she would turn around and she would go, well, just so you know, um, like you can do that and you can do it that way. But the better way to do it is this, this, and this. And I would, like, look over at her and I'd be like, girl, I have fun. My kids are almost your age. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, who the fuck are you trying to school? And it was it was terrible, man. It was fucking terrible. And then, like, I had a date where I was supposed to get released to Solo Patrol because we would drive a lo- solo. She probably recommended you not to continue uh, the... Uh- I was. I came in. I never forget it. I came in the day that I was supposed to be solo, and I was the happiest fucking human being because then I could be in the car by myself, do my own fucking thing, leave me alone. And I had already been fucking super depressed because they fucking took my my stripes away from me and all this other stuff. And I walk in, and this um, this other sergeant, this female sergeant, who um, uh, I I I thought she was very good, uh, and kudos to her she's on the lieutenant's list now um she had come up to me and she was like listen um i know you're really gonna be angry when i tell you this and i was like what <laughs> and she's like apparently the chief has to sign off on your cut you being cut loose i go what, what? <laughs> i was like personally sign off on it why i've been here for for 15 plus years i've never seen a recruit have to have their documents signed off personally by the chief and she goes well i just spoke to the lieutenant who was a piece of shit thankfully he's retired um and she's like um he says you have to drive with her for another night and i got in that (laughs) roll call and i just turned to her and i was like i don't want to hear a word from you tonight i don't want to talk to you and we aren't doing anything tonight i'm just telling you right now you can brush up on your tiktoks Whatever the fuck you do when you're not, quote unquote, field training somebody, but I'm not doing anything tonight. <laughs> and that's exactly what wound up happening. I think we handled two calls for service that night, and I fucking parked somewhere because I would either fucking I would either fucking killed this girl, or I <laughs> it was just not I was not in a good headspace at all, man, not at all. And um, I think we're seeing it now. I think that's the problem is, is that we have a lot of folks that have left. I know in your agency, you've had a lot that, that have left. I know in my agency, which is very small, it's 300 people. I think it was 302 when I left. They're down, I think, to like 
240, 250. Wow. That's a lot for a small it is, it is, and a lot of them have left because of the culture. A lot of them left because of the bullying. A lot of them have left because the leadership was supposed to turn over in the right direction when Dickhead Chief, when I got Dickhead Chief removed, all that wound up happening was the good old boys club just kind of, they just took over. Like everybody that's there that I still talk to says the same thing, which is, is that they're all fucking miserable. Like, yeah, well, I mean, it's really never going to change. No, no. And, and I was kind of happy to hear that now the city that I worked in now has a um, uh, police accountability auditor or I forgot what her title is. Uh, and I was pretty uh, excited to see that maybe the police department will be held accountable. I doubt it. Um, I'm sure that doesn't make the good old boys club feel good that now they can't like they can't take internal investigations and kind of skirt them under the carpet if they like you. And I feel like that happens everywhere. It's not just my department. It's everywhere. Yeah. That, that happens everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know, um, uh, I've, I've gone on a couple of different podcasts and one in particular, uh, Turk and swagger, their, their podcast, they're going to come on to ours. Um, they've been through it, man. Like, they came. They came to. Uh, they came to us before they started their podcast, and I warned them. I said to them, "Hey, listen, be careful what you do. Be careful with starting this thing because you're going to ruffle a lot of fucking feathers." Uh, and these folks, um, these folks that uh, that are not secure about their ability to lead, are not going to be happy about you talking. Nope. Or poor not. at all. Um, and and sure as shit, before uh, before they hit their one year with their podcast, they were gone. They were gone from that agency. They were forced out. Really, that sucks. Yeah. <clears throat> and it kind of happens, man, because you're not allowed to talk about that stuff. You're not. No, it's it's forbidden. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, who wants to be embarrassed? You know. Yeah, and 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 at their own doing, like nobody else is embarrassing them. They do it to themselves. Right. Uh, but I will tell you, uh, I, I, I titled this episode Forgiveness because I think for me personally. Over I the- forgive you. I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know you do. Uh, I think for me, I think for a really long time, and you know this from behind the scenes, like I've been gone now almost two years. So, yeah, it's got to be two years now from them. And I was just angry, man. Every day I was angry. I was angry. I don't. I mean, maybe just a little. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was as I fucking roll my eyes. I forget nobody yeah. can see it. They can only hear us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was pretty angry. But then you know, like <clears throat> I started to realize that it really doesn't. It doesn't benefit anybody. Like it doesn't benefit me. Like, um, I. I still talk to quite a few people uh, that are still left over at that agency and hearing them tell me that they're, that nothing has changed just reaffirmed that it wasn't me. 10% of it was me. <laughs> I, I, def- I definitely, I definitely fucking poked the bear. Like I, I definitely just a little, just yeah, a little. I think, I think Mike and I, when we started everything, I think we, we really put our fingers in their face and we were like, I fucking not, dare. not, not this Mike, not the Mike this that ran for the hills. Mike won. Um, and looking, I'm still here. Motherfucker. <laughs> looking back. And I want my fucking ashtray back. You prick. <laughs> You're not getting your ashtray back. He could take that ashtray and shove it up his ass. Stop. Stop. You're going to ruin. You're going to ruin the surprises for later. Stop. Um, I'll, I'll make sure I'm sleeping that fucking episode. You stop it. You stop. Um, but I, w- I will say. Mm, mm. Oh, you fuck just lit a fire under my ass, motherfucker. <laughs> I will say that, like, I mean, you remember when we when I came to you and I was like, hey, listen, I think I'm going to do a podcast. <laughs> you were like, you were like, a what? And I was like, I'm going to do, do a podcast about how shitty my leadership is at my department, but we're not going to mention anything to do with, we're like, we're not going to mention where we work and we're not going to mention people's names, <laughs> people's names. And I remember your reaction was like, uh, you sure that's a good idea man? Like, <laughs> that you're going through? I don't know why nobody listens to me. 
I, did, I wasn't going to listen, dude. I'll be honest. Oh, no. It's going to be great. What are they going to do? I'm a union leader and this and that. And blah, 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 blah. It's going to, it's going to, it's for the people. It's for the people. It's, it's fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and a lot of good that did because they didn't give a shit. Union no, leader. Union leader they didn't give a shit. But like, we definitely, we definitely pushed the, uh, the envelope of probably a little bit too far. Uh, but I think, yeah. But you know what? It kind of you, you fucking said shit that people are thinking, and no one had the balls to fucking say it. Yeah, but I, it that in alone, that alone is a drug. Like, um, oh, of course, because you, people, like you're pushing and pushing and see how far you fucking go. Well, then you know, I had then, plenty of phone calls from mutual friends, like. I've listened to the show. What the fuck is up? Nick better stop. Nick's yeah. and I'm like, Nick's gonna do it. Nick's gonna do. <laughs> yeah, I I occasionally will listen to those old old ones, and I and I and I say to myself, I was like, yeah, I could kind of see where uh, where things kind of went. Up. Especially like listen to the ones when after uh, uh, we got, we got to come up with it uh, after Rosie O'Donnell left. Um, stop. I'm just quiet because you're just going and going, and I'm just sitting there like, yeah, this this is not good. This is not good. One of us is going to get fired. <laughs> and you know what? I just I never thought that they would use the probation thing. I never thought that they would use that wild card. And and I guess the reason why I didn't think that they would was because I said to myself, I was like, well, what would they base the termination off of? And so when when uh, Mike won had called Rosie O'Donnell when he had called me and said, Hey, I'm hearing rumors that you're under investigation. I laughed. I mean, I told you this story. I I laughed. Yeah. yeah. And then my laughter turned into, Oh, Oh shit. I need to start protecting myself. Like I started going into my emails because when I had left the department, um, and then I came back, it was only two weeks. But, but you, you forget that he left you on your own too. Stop. You were there to pick up the pieces. Okay. All right. Um, but I but when I came back Hey, the- it's out of my hands, man. I can't help you. <laughs> and then and then hold on, what's this? Run into the hills. Stop it. Stop. Um but I, I should have been that I should have been a sniper on the top. Bink! Bink! Get back there. See? He's your brother from another mother. Stop. No. You left. Anyway, so when I came back to the department, oh, you're such a you're such a pussy. <laughs> I'm not saying anything because oh, that's I, right. Oh uh, yeah, all right. I okay. want to ruin things. So here's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. here's the thing. Oh yeah. So Let's get ready to rumble. I can't wait for that episode. Anyway, um, so I come back from from leaving the department only for two weeks. Luckily, they still. I had all my emails because I never deleted fucking emails and I don't delete work emails for the work I am where I'm at now. So I was able to print out all these emails to kind of like um, uh, prove that I didn't do anything wrong with what the allegations were. And luckily I, I had access to it. Little did I know <laughs> that that wouldn't really make a difference uh, because when I got pulled in for questioning, I was handing over emails like I printed them out and I was handing them over. And this piece of shit that was doing my interview, which was he was terrible. First of all, he just didn't care. Like you could clearly oh, no. see that the decision no, it was a direct order from the chief from chief fuckface. Yeah. 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 That's and, you know, it, they, you know what? It, it just, you know, they were ass hurt that you left. And, you know, you had to go back to them. Yeah. And they had you by the balls. So every little fucking thing that you did. I, I I think things would have been different if they gave you your rank back and they. I wouldn't you know, have they, started the podcast. I wouldn't have started the podcast. I could tell you well, that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Or yeah. you might have started it in, in a different. Context. Context. Yeah. yeah. It, and I've thought about that. That's, that's That's good that you brought that up because if they had brought me back the way that the chief had promised that he was going to, which was to bring me back as a sergeant, mum would have been the word. You would have never heard from me again. Like, right. 
I would have been I would have been silent because that would have showed good leadership. It would have showed, hey, listen, the guy came back. He jumped on the sword. I ate a lot of shit, man, because my in my exit interview, when I say my exit interview was bad with my with dickhead chief, it was top five worst things, worst conversations in my life. I remember you said I don't remember the exact, but I remember you calling me yeah. and <laughs> you were like, yeah, that wasn't good. Well, I called. I got out of there. I called. I called my wife first because I was, I was sobbing because the way that I was treated in that exit interview. First of all, I was told to leave. <laughs> uh, it was. It was like I hadn't done the amount of time that I did in that department. I didn't bury an officer that died of cancer. None of that mattered, man. All the community events. All it doesn't doesn't matter, man. It matters that that day, that minute, that second after it's after it's over. And, and it was my fault. Nothing. I honestly did not think I would be returning. But hindsight now, I probably would have just kept my mouth shut and said to the chief, listen, this is just something that I got to do. And uh, I, yeah, exactly. I would have two fisted. I would have starfished. Instead, what I did was, as I said, well. He said, well, give me your honest reason why you're leaving. And I said, um, well, let me tell you my honest reason. I've had a hostile work environment claim for the last eight months on a lieutenant who's still my lieutenant. You haven't reassigned her. And nobody seems to care. HR doesn't care. You don't care. And I have to come into work every single day and I have to deal with this person every single day. And this has been going on for eight months. So you know what that tells me? That you don't care about me. You don't care about my team. You don't care about my partner, my, the other uh, sergeant. And he was like, well, how dare you? And I was like, how dare me? And he goes, what, what about this Facebook message that you put on? And I was like, Facebook message? And he had a screenshot of a Facebook status that I made the day before my exit interview. And it was me smoking a cigar. I'll never forget this. It was me smoking a cigar saying, I can't wait to get away from the chaos and dysfunction. And I looked at it and I could have, I could have turned around. I could have, I could have been dishonest and I could have been like, that has nothing to do with the department, but I took that fucking bait. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. That's real man. Real oh, man. We yeah. got one. We got one. Just my New York mentality, I, I took that bait and I said to him, I go, you don't think that that's true? And he goes, which part? I said, the whole thing. You don't think that there's disorder and dysfunction in this department still? Well, son. Well, son. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he goes, what are you trying to say? I said, you you live up here on the on the third floor. All of us live on the in the basement. All patrol lives in the basement. We know what reality is. You're detached from reality. You have no conception how bad morale is. And eventually it got to the point where he was just like, he goes, um, uh, he ended it in an angry way. And then what had happened was I had put that my end date was going to be like, I don't know, January 26th. And that was before <laughs> I talked to City HR and City HR was like, yeah, you don't do that. You got always put the first of the month so that you have insurance coverage from the first to the end of that month. <laughs> Motherfuckers like uh, today. Well, that's. <laughs> I said to him, I go, and by the way, um, I'm going to have to write an uh, addendum to my resignation memo. Um, it's going to be February 1st. And he was like, no, it'll still be January 26th. And I was like, I looked at him. I was like, you don't make that decision. And I'll never forget this, Mike. He goes, I'm the fucking chief of police. 26th is your last fucking day here. And I was like, okay. And I was shocked that he signed like my, my retirement paperwork because in Virginia at 10 years, you can, you can file for retirement, but you can't get, you don't get a pension. It's just for your creds, just for your creds. And so I was shocked that when I put the paper in front of him, I was like, I need you to sign this and this. One was for my creds and one was for me to buy my duty weapon, the weapon that I graduated the academy with. And he signed both of them. I was, I was very, very shocked. 
And so my next appointment after that was with the city city uh, HR. And the city HR was like, yeah, he can't make that decision. You want to change it to the first? Yeah, it's, it's the first. <laughs> it's like, okay. Hey, fuck you. But then the, the second go round when I, when I got booted, they, uh, this current chief that's in there now, this guy's fucking, he's another, that'll be a whole other episode. He refused to sign my retirement stuff. Still refuses to sign my retirement stuff. Uh, so that's a fight that I'm going to have to take up with the new city police. Why, why is he? Why is he? Fighting? I did not leave the department in good standing. That was what I was told. So, which is interesting because um, <laughs> the thing the at the final, like when I got my final final paperwork, even though I resigned, when I got my final paperwork. The only thing that was terminable that was on my paperwork was something that was just you couldn't prove. Like there's nothing, there's no way of pro- proving this charge. And so the department took it upon themselves and were like, um, "Yeah, we just we find you guilty." And you and you're like, uh, "No, <laughs> the fuck does that work? <laughs> like, who the fuck makes that decision?" Uh, but. You know, I, I truly believe that I think that kind of shaped good things for me in the future. I think I was very angry with a lot of people for a long time. I don't think I am anymore, or or if I am, it's. Hey, a do lot you think we could put in a request to have chiefs on? <laughs> well, the one dickhead chief will probably uh, never come on. Is he's a why cow- not? I'll even I do. Heard, it. I'll do it in I California heard, time. I heard you read your book. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Somebody left his book at his open house, right, or some shit like that. Yeah, I did man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what I don't know anything about that, but yes, I did. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I think if 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 he wasn't a coward, I think that that would be. Um, it would have happened already. I think he would have reached out and been like, "Listen, I'm not the chief anymore, and we got to." Did he get a new job? Uh, I don't think so. No, because I think he wanted to retire and. And be with his kids, his fa- his like third wife or something, right? Some bullshit. Like yeah. his his wife failed out of the uh, the police department that was next to us. She had failed out of our police department before he even became chief. Like she was terrible. Right, but he wanted to go back home or something like that. Yeah, same bullshit reason he gave when he left DHP in California it was the same reason he gave when he left uh, Alexandria. It was like I got to focus on family. No, it's. Nobody wants you here. Yeah. And you could always tell you could always tell how important you are, how valued you are when you leave, like when you retire or, or leave. Um, because that dude slunked out the back door. Like I saw pictures on Facebook and it made a, maybe fifteen people showed up to his goodbye ceremony. I must have been really liked. I had a fucking mariachi band at my retirement. Yours was fucking sweet, man. Mine was awesome. Yeah. Mine was more of like, my second time was more of like bring all of my stuff back in garbage bags and Home Depot moving boxes. (laughs) Jesus. And it was during COVID, so the, the two dickheads from internal investigations took my shit and threw it in trash bag, like the trash can. It was fucking like so disrespectful, uh, but you know it's it's it goes back towards the bully mentality, man. Like you know they 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 do what they do because the chief says that they can do it that way. Yeah, that's it. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I, I it, but it builds. I think it builds character. I think it builds character. Oh yeah. No, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. Time for that uh, game that we always play. Like, I'm in the name of Phobia. What type of Phobia is it? Mike, what's a nomophobia? I can't hear you. Mike, what's a nomophobia? What the fuck do I know? A nomophobia. You don't know what nomophobia is? It's fear of eating. Good try. It's fear of being without your cell phone, Mike. No, 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 no. Isn't that terrible? I don't fucking give a shit. Ablotopovia. You can't even fucking, you can't even say it right. 
Ablatobia. Ablatopovia. Yeah. Ablatopovia. Tell me, what is it? Fear of bathing, which judging from your Fu Manchu that you got going on is might be something you want to look into. Yo, this shit's nice, man. What's an octo octophobia? Octophobia. Fear of October. I don't know. The fear of the number eight. Number eight. That's terrible. Chief Dickophobia. <laughs> that's um Chief Dickophobia. That's a fear of getting ass raped by a chief. Very without, good. Without Lou. Very good. Very, very good. Uh here's another one. Neil and Suckophobia. Neil and Suckophobia. Hmm. Neil and Suckophobia. You definitely don't have a fear of that. Correct. Uh, all right well that wraps it up for this episode folks mike thank you for coming back uh we'll have many more to go i can't wait i'm excited the gang is back i just want to give a shout out to my cousin oh okay he's in somewhere close by to you Oh, Made nice. detective back in December. Just congratulations, congrats, buddy! Congrats, congrats. And I still have challenge coins that I have to send him. That I'm just being a lazy ass now at this point. See, send them out. I know I'm a dick. I have them though. Congrats, cuz. All right, folks. As always, you can reach out at nickatrollcallroom.com. Or go to rollcallroom.com. Oh, just quick. Do you want to help the Roll Call Room podcast keep going? Of course you do. Join Patreon and pledge to the show each month. Tiers start at $5 and you could get some pretty cool shit with it, including swag and access to listen to episode clips early. So put that Starbucks coffee down and help my dad keep the show going. Don't be a fucking Steve. Go to rollcallroom.com to pledge today.